Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Shit. Uh, welcome home, honey. <laughs> Let me tell you, for real, hold up, man. Real talk, man. Let me cut the bullshit. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm so secure in my goddamn manhood. Uh, I can say shit like this. Plus, I'm a sentimental nigga when you get to know me. Uh, yeah, I love you, son. Real talk, God. Yeah, I love you, son. Yeah, yeah. You you really don't realize what you have until it's gone, and you know you've 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 you and I have parted ways before at times, but it's probably been for no more than one show, one show, um, and this has been for like a couple weeks now. Yeah, like almost three, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, man. I I I, uh, I miss you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. <laughs> Being on the road and doing other shows and getting a chance to work with other motherfuckers that don't really fit the bill. Um, and it kind of just takes everything out of its rhythm. Um, but it's nice, man. It's nice. It's like, it's like you know, yeah, it's nice, man. It's, it's good. You know, it, it, it's funny because people were, when I'm not on the road with you, I'm either off. Wait a minute. Now, you got to. Tell me you love me. Oh, just hold I'm getting to that. All right. So when I'm off, when I'm not on the road with you, I'm either doing I'm either off and I'm enjoying some time at home, which right. it's nice actually to get some time at home. Right, put your pants back on. Okay. No. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> but uh <laughs> or I'm on the I'm at clubs and I swear to God, it's still Aries. Every time I go something. So you work with Aries? Yeah. Uh-oh. How's that? And I have to say, dude, I love the dude, man. He takes care of me. We're on the road all the time. Right. Make sure I'm hooked up. Uh, you know, and then they go, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah every time. Yeah. Every, every single time. But, uh, and uh, this time, I went somewhere and they said, yo, Aries, yeah, I know Aries. Yeah, I know. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I worked with, uh, with a gentleman that you, he's, and you said you didn't remember him. Mm-hmm. But he asked me a few questions about you, and he had a great experience with you. And I just wanted What's to give it. Dusty Slay. 
I don't remember. And Dusty told me that he thought you were great and he loved hanging out with you. And how was it working with Dusty? Well, going back to like when you say you miss people and yeah. they love you, dude. <laughs> oh, man, that was a struggle, nigga. No, no, it wasn't. It's 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 take it, off your glasses and look me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it, it there's a difference when you're on the road and you're working with someone that you feel really comfortable with. Yeah. And and you can go on stage and if I if I'm if I mess something up last night I ran a little long. You, yeah. And you looked at me instead of going, hey, man, you ran long. Yeah. You looked at me and you go. Uh, Nigga, why didn't you finish the joke? Didn't finish the joke because I cut out because I wanted to try to get off stage. Yeah. And it, it's funny. And when I worked with Dusty, and I loved, and this is nothing against Dusty, right. but I have a part in a joke where I say there's dicks everywhere. And I <laughs> came off. funny when you told me this. And I came off stage and, and uh, it was a good set. And, right. and Dusty was waiting for me. And he goes. He said a few other things, but he goes, and dude, you said dicks. <laughs> you said dicks. And he, he works really clean, t- TV right, clean. And, right. that, and I did say a couple things, and we he knew that I was going to do that. But when I got to dicks, he's like, you got to clean that up. I mean, you, you said dicks. And I was like, <laughs> and I wanted to, you know, I felt for him because right. I understand what he wants, you know, right. and he's the headliner. His name's on the marquee. Right. You give him what he wants. You're doing, you're doing your part of your job. Yeah. yeah. But when he said dicks, I mean, I was just starting to laugh because then, you know, you think back what you have. And that's what right. you were saying, what you have. Yeah. And our relationship. Aries lets me say what the fuck, fuck I, I want to say. say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and dicks wouldn't even come into the equation. Right. And so when he's back there and he goes, you said dicks. And I was just, <laughs> I I started laughing. I, and I don't want to say I laughed in his face, right. but I in inside I know I laughed. I don't yeah. know about outwardly. I know I smiled, though. Yeah. And I told you when you told me, I said, I would have given anything for you to go, well, wait till you hear me say nigga. <laughs> if, if, he, if he was shocked by dicks, yeah, you saying nigga in his crowd with his uh, – uh, 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 conservatism uh, that would have really rocked his boat. Well, you know, and and you know, we said this too. There's only um, that joke I only do for with a few people. You right. being one of them. Right. Earthquake was the first dude that ever actually heard me do that in a big yeah. room and gave me the confidence and the courage just to say, you know, dude, yeah. you need to do that joke more often. Refine it. Keep working right. on it. That's a good joke. Yeah. Then I met you. You heard that, and you gave me really the confidence to like take it to another level because yeah. it was just. It was I, 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 you know, I toyed with that joke. I wasn't trying to make it a huge part. See, if you hang out with niggas long enough, you eventually will put on a purple suit and gators. <laughs> Dude, I'm not against the purple suit. That's the problem. That is the other. It just doesn't look good on me. Told you, we don't do self-deprecation, nigga. Chest up, chin out, nigga. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, no, it's it was been it's been fun. But you know, like you said, you know, I missed you. But it's good to miss people sometimes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's good to get out of each other's face, but. Then when you out of each other's face, you realize how much you love being in each other's face. So yeah. it's a it's a weird paradox. But but you, but you said when you were coming, we're, we're now uh, you said you were kind of coming out to New York, and I have that apartment in yeah. Jersey. And uh, you said, well, I might have to stay there for a day because we might have to do press. Yeah. So I went out and bought a nice air mattress. Ah! <laughs> ah! Nice air mattress, and uh, then you didn't even fucking show up. Um, you know, I air mattresses and me have had its full. Nigga, you mentioned air mattress. I see Vietnam flashbacks, nigga. I've had my fill of air mattresses slash kicked out of my own house due to a restraining order from my ex-wife for the second time. I had to go live with my brother in his house on an air mattress. Fuck that. Well, it's there. I'm sleeping in the bed with you and Tara, nigga. Yeah, uh... (laughs) Move the fuck over. I said I, I said to Tara, I go, we better order this air mattress or uh, he's going to be in our bed. And he, yeah. <laughs> she goes, order the air mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Whose dick is which? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, man. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice, man. And we back up here at Levity Live in uh, New York, Offset, New York, and uh, in October. In October, right next to uh, your hotel. Oh, the cemetery. <laughs> yeah, I'm not staying here no more, man. If this would have been hot, like Halloween weekend, I right. don't even know if I would have came over here to pick you up. Yeah, I, I'm not staying here no more. I'm, I'm this behind my <laughs> hotel is a cemetery, and they purposely fog the glass so you can't see it because uh, it's it's creepy. And for two nights in a row, I've had nightmares, uh, and, and I, I just I can't I can't do it. I can't do it. It's a nice book chic type hotel, but nah, man, there's dead motherfuckers on the other side of this building. <laughs> um, so yeah, but listen, man, we we just saw the movie Joker. Yep. Um, and you know we talked about it on the podcast before we saw it. Uh, I had reservations, and uh, give me your thoughts first. Uh, before we saw it, or no, no, now, now that yeah. we've seen it. Well, I asked you. I guess I can start this off. Let's just start it off this way. Yeah. One to ten. The movie itself. Prior to the last twenty minutes. And I wrote this down as one of my notes. I was like, man, there's a lot of laughing <laughs> and a lot of dramatic music that's leading to nothing. So I was about to get this motherfucker thumbs down. But the last 20 minutes made it all worthwhile. It started out for me in the first hour on a scale of one to 10 as a four and a half. By the time it finished, nigga, 10. Now, now here's, here's the... The second part to that that I, I wish you would ask me, or I'll ask you now, on a scale of one to ten, and I also want to know what you thought about the movie, but let me flip it for a second. On a scale of one to ten, because remember, my reservation going in was about Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. I didn't think he could do it. What do you grade his performance scale, one to ten? Okay. The performance, I thought, was excellent, mm-hmm. but... The part of the movie that you didn't like, the, where you're giving it a four, is why I think it's excellent. Because we didn't know, there's no Joker background. You know, in, in some of the movies, Batman knocked him into a, a, a chemical spill, and that's how he becomes, right. you know, there's, there's different origins that we've, we've led up to this whole time. Right. And this one really took a deep look into how we get Joker. I didn't mind all that. But I, I felt like if it kept going the way it was going, yeah, just this, this, this maniacal laugh and all this dramatic music where you're thinking, oh, shit, here it comes, and nothing, and then they end somehow in that same rhythm, it was a piece of shit. Yeah, if but it, the fact that it ended the way it did, now I have an appreciation for all that beginning okay. because there was a payoff. Right, and it was a big payoff. Too. Yeah. And I like how it was filmed in the beginning. It was very gritty. It had that really seventies yes. feel. It had that that, that, that film that, that style of film. I thought. I don't know captured. about the style of film. I, I do agree that it had the grittiness of yeah. darkness, ugliness, yeah. filth. I, I like that. Uh, I I love the way that it was. I would, I love so his portrayal of the Joker. And honestly, you know, I asked, obviously I think I said on the podcast when we found out it was Joaquin. I was a little like I was a little skeptical. Were you really? I didn't think you were as skeptical as me. I, I thought he's a great actor. He is. He's a great actor. So I knew he was going to bring something different to it. Right. But the guy itself, and this is nothing, you know, I feel bad saying this about a person. He has a creepy looking body. But I think that was for the film. I think it's for the film, but there's certain parts of people that you can't, like right. his chest muscles and the way his right. stuff. There, there's some way. 
he he took that. I, I just imagine there was one day that they were doing the scene and he didn't have a shirt on, and the director went and Joaquin went. Yeah, I think uh, I think he purposely yeah. did some contortions, contortions and sucking in the stomach and and did certain angles to where it looked fucked but up. But you like, had to have the right body to do that yes. in the first place, and I think they saw that, and I think they capitalized on that too. Perfect scene when they show him from the back before you see what he's doing, right? And the way his back is arched and the shoulders and the blades. And it looked like he had bruises. Yeah. And eventually they cut to him widening his shoes. But just the way they shot it with his back, with the slick hair and wet, it looked creepy. Now, before we go any further, is there any spoilers that we have to give out? Are we going to talk about the movie or are we going to give away anything? Because I want to tell people not to, you know, if they're going to plan on listening hey, to the man, movie. Hey, man, if you don't know nothing about this goddamn podcast by now, you should know, <laughs> nigga, we give you the business. We kick open your door like SWAT at 4 in the morning looking for drugs that we know ain't there. We wake your kids up. We wake you up. We don't give your wife a chance to put her clothes on. We look at the titties a couple seconds longer than we should before we search your mattress. So nah, you might, fuck that. You might hear some. So just to let you know, as we keep going. If you, Everybody on the floor. Get on the floor now. Now. Put your fucking head in the toilet. All right. Um. But, uh, but, but before we get away from it, because, I, again, I think Heath Ledger set the bar. Scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate him? For the movie that they created, I give him a 10. The movie that they created. Yes, I give him a 10, too. In that universe. I give him a 10, too. But here's the other question. From Cesar Romero to all of them, give me your order. Greatest to least. See, I have a re- it's really hard for me because Do I'm going to tell, tell you, I always want to say that it's Heath Ledger. Okay, that's fine. But I told you before, I have a real uh, like, like fondness for the uh, Jared Leto. Uh, Jared Leto. Yeah, I have a real... Uh, that to take something that's iconic, who the Joker is iconic... And put your own spin on it the way he did. And, Everybody's and I, put their own spin on but it. But I really enjoyed what he did. Give me your order. Man, I go back and forth on Jared Leto and Heath Ledger. So I'm going to go Heath Ledger. Wait, 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 wait. You go back and forth between. That means Joaquin is three. Yeah. You bug it. But, no. Go ahead. Respectfully. Go ahead. So I'm going to have to go because this movie was so good. I'm going to adjust that. And it's going to go Heath. It's going to go Joaquin. Okay. It's going to go Jared Leto. Okay. And then who do we have left here? We have Nicholson. Uh, Nicholson. And, and Cesar I, Romero. I got to be honest. I was never a real fan. And I know Nicholson. I've read some things about him and that right. character. And growing up with Cesar Romero. But right. see, now this is hard because Cesar Romero, I don't even put into that genre because it was a television series. I know, but it was still a performance. It's still a performance, but he's... He captured a different kind of character, Listen, one that could they, be on TV. If, if they had no, if they had done that movie, which they did, they but did it was on movie, TV. Yeah. But if they, if, and if, then they if, did do a movie, even if it was theatrical, he still would have played it the same way, given the time. The time. 
So that one has, it was campy in the sixties. Yeah, that's the, it was a campy yeah. television show, and then they did the movie, right. and it was campy too. So I have to. It's not because of his performance. Right. It's just because of what I liked it. And so I would go Nicholson and then Cesar Romero. But Cesar Romero really captured the original Joker. Okay, so f- officially for you, Ledger, Joaquin, Lido, Romero, Nicholson. I don't like putting Romero in there because you don't put. Uh, for Batman, you don't give uh, Adam West. Yeah, sure you can. No, they, it's their own genre. Nah, fuck that. Batman is Batman is Batman is Batman. Nigga. Yeah, well, there's a tie for last place between Cesar Romero and uh, Jack Nicholson. Fair enough. Here's my order. And it's basically your order, but switching Romero and Nicholson. But I'll say this. Heath, if he was still alive, and they were going to make a sequel with Joaquin, if they make a sequel to this movie, He's on your ass. I heard they're not going to make a sequel, though. I, Neri, I t- talked to Neri. He told me that, too. But fuck that. Money talks. But and if this movie makes the money it's going to make, money talks. But there's something very interesting in this movie. And I hate to Well, hold up. I don't want to lose my... Let me just say. Heath Ledger's still fucking king. You know. But why king is in this nigga's rectum? He is there. He's Heath is 1A... Joaquin is 1B. Well, close second. Then I f- go with you. I'm with Leto. Nick- I don't have no discrepancy about this. L- Nicholson, then Romero. The um, Joaquin, when you say he's on his ass like that, I think it's pretty amazing, though. And this is why I would always give it to Ledger over Joaquin. Because Ledger did that character without this backstory. And he created. Now, when you look at Joaquin and you see the backstory, you can see the the arc of where that's going to go. Okay, so just because I'm confused now, because one thing Neri said to me, because I asked him the same question, and Neri, of course, is who we did the Flow Rider episode with in Florida. He's a comic out of Miami, very funny dude. He's a comic book geek slash superhero nerd, so he takes this shit serious. Tattooed with yes. superhero. He said to me uh, when I said. Who do you who did you think was better, Joaquin or Heath Ledger? He was like, you can't compare them because it's at two different points in their in their in their areas, and I didn't get that. And now you're almost saying the same thing. Right. So are you saying that Joaquin happens before Ledger? Yeah, Joaquin happens before because we see the beginning to the creation, creation. right? Oh, and that's what Neri meant because he said Ledger was at the prime peak of who Joker is. So, but I I felt I saw the connection between. The two with what Joaquin did. How do you think Ledger would have done playing this part, seeing the the beginning to the metamorphosis? And he got because like, really, when you stop and think about it, when you see Joaquin at the end, now that he's become it, uh-huh. you could easily slip him into Dark Knight, right. and see what he would would have done with right. that. He'd have killed it. Yeah, but put Heath Ledger in Joaquin from beginning to end. Well. What's amazing still to me about – I have to give it to Ledger. The only reason is because Ledger was able to create that character at that peak of what Joker is in Dark Knight right. without that backstory. I mean, Joaquin had something that he was going to – the arc, he could see, well, okay, I'm going to start off here and I'm going to move into this. So by the time you get to the end of the story, right. you see the birth of what's right. going to happen next. Ledger didn't have that. Right. He was able to – Develop a character, of the Joker, without knowing. So you think that's tougher? Yeah, because you don't. You're going on just. 
It's it's like it, it it's like trying to describe Michael Jordan without talking about he got uh, cut from basketball his freshman year. But do you need that to totally appreciate it? No, you don't need it to preach. That's why I said it's still. That's why Ledger still gets that top that top billing. But right. I got to be. But if it wasn't for Ledger's amazing performance, right? You know, Joaquin's right there. That that performance was man. That that shit. And I'm gonna tell you what I really loved that that really sold it for me. Uh, the scene where he finds out his mother really uh, abandoned him. He was adopted. Well, he was adopted. That was his. That was his adopted mom. Right. Yeah. Um, and when it, you know, the snot's hanging out of his nose oh, and he yeah. wipes it. So he's, he's he's going through that mentally. But then once he becomes Joker, the way they shot him dancing on them steps. Yeah. With the cigarette in his mouth. And the turns and the slow motions and the smoke coming out with the cigarette. When he gets off the subway train after the cops and he's the cigarette, he looked crazy cool. Right. He made crazy look cool. sexy, nigga. But see, now that is why I, I don't put Nicholson up there because Nicholson's character. Thank you, because you just brought me to my next point, which was your point yesterday. Go ahead. It did. It, it, I thought that was a little nod. I thought some of the dancing and the stuff was a nod right. to to Jack Nicholson's character because right. there's nods to, to everybody. I think in in this, yes. in this name them name the nods. Okay, well Cesar Romero. There's a scene where I feel like, and, and I could be completely wrong on this, and everybody's going to tell me I'm wrong anyway. I don't care. Uh, where he has more of a mustache, like it, it's black on, on his upper lip when, right. and that to me, Cesar Romero always had that. You could see that mustache on there. So that that to me was the nod to Caesar. That's Nicholson was the dancing, and some of the way that he danced was very uh, similar to the way that uh, mm-hmm. Nicholson did his dance. But there's the scene where he's in the cop car, which if that's not the Heath Ledger scene, yeah, uh, fuck me, that is one hundred percent the Heath Ledger like nod. Thank you for giving me this to work with scene. Right. Um, so that one hundred percent, I see all that. Here's what you, I'm glad you mentioned that because you brought it up yesterday when you were here. When you came yesterday, Batman was on, yeah. on, on TV in yeah. my hotel room. And I remember Neri and I had this conversation <clears throat> way back when. He always hated the, the Christian Bale <laughs> talk. And I always thought it was cool because it was like, you know, it, it, my whole logic was always if, you, if I know you, I'm, I intimately know you, motherfucker. I don't give a fuck about the fucking mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you sound like. So how everybody's suspension of disbelief goes, it doesn't go, Bruce? So the fact that they made a decision to give him a distinct voice to add to the mystery. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I thought was great yeah. for the time. Yeah. Now it's so hokey. Dude, when, I, when it came on, so hokey. I laughed out. I, I right. actually laughed out loud. Because it caught me off guard because I wasn't thinking about that show. And just to hear it without the context, right. it just made me laugh. And, and then I went back and played the whole movie in my head. And it was like, he, he overtopped that. He went over the top right. on that. And, 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 and that's why I loved Ben Affleck so much in the Batman role. Because they found a way to make him sound like without being cartoonish. But he couldn't have sounded like Affleck. So I, I loved it. But my real point is... Um, Back to Nicholson. For 1990, it was great. Now, it doesn't stand up. The no. Joker, not just Joker, 
Batman, the movie, the characters, the twists, the plots, the whole thing is hokey now. It, it doesn't stand the test of time. Like, like, what I loved about this movie is when Joker stabs dude in the neck with the scissors, then the eye, then proceeds to bang his head up against the wall until splats of blood end up everywhere, including the Joker's face. That's the way I like my Batman and Joker movies. And I think some of the comic books alluded to, Batman did kill people. Yeah. Show me blood. Give me the violence. Don't give me this hokey 1990s Batman Returns with fucking winding penguins with dynamite sticks on them. Don't give me fucking every villain in in all of the Tim Burton, then eventual Joel Schumacher movies. The villains had fucking... Stupid clown masks and 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 over the top look like Dr. Seuss cartoonish guns and like it's 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 those movies were made for kids. Yeah. Give me adult shit, darker superhero. I don't give a fuck if it's comic book. Give me violence. <laughs> see, I see. I took that uh, it, the violence was there, but I took that as a different way. When you see the blood splatter and then it's on his face, that's the birth. Fine, that's the birth of Joker, right? Fine. There. They say it's the most beautiful part of life, isn't it? This witnessing the birth. Yeah, well, that was the birth. Yeah, nigga, give me the violence. Give me the blood. Because that's when when you saw the blood on the side of his face. Right. That's when he turned. That's when you saw Joker. Right. For the and that's what's so amazing about this movie. Again, we watch the whole thing. The laughter. The whole movie goes all right. the way, like you said, and we get to that point, and that even though he's wearing makeup, the you know he's a clown in the right. movie. The first time you see Joker. He doesn't have all that makeup. No. He just has the white and then the blood. Right. And that's the first time that you see Joker. Yeah. That's what was that that's how good his acting and is. And then when they after the blood scene and splatter and the murder, you cut to him on them stairs. Yeah. Man. Now he's Joker. All the other movies, the nineties, it almost was like when something happened. Well, they had that feel to it because that was the original. That was their their campy shout out. That's good when you're a kid because there's a scene, and I remember being in the theaters and watching the scene with with the original Batman um, movie, not the original, the the one with Nicholson. When uh, Batman shoots him, shoots the 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 gun thing and zips out the of grapple the grapple gun. Yeah, and, and and I think that's the part where where Nicholson as Joker looks and goes, "Where does he get those wonderful toys?" toys. Yeah. It doesn't fit anymore. Right. Cuz he wouldn't that's not that's not the the psychotic. They they wrote it with the campiness in there. Right. And they wanted it to be darker and it didn't achieve darkness. Or are we so jaded as humans now? That we need it to be darker so that we can actually see it and feel it. I just need it to be darker because I'm 44. And I don't need to hear... I'm past being a child, nigga. I want to see the superheroes. That's a good turn, nigga. Get dark. Um, And I really was sitting there watching this movie. like, And and you tell me, but... um, was we supposed to really believe this relationship between him and the black chick? That wasn't a real. That wasn't that. That was a fantasy. That was his psychotic. So when he kissed her and she went with him to the comedy club, that wasn't real. Didn't you see those cutbacks where they where they they show him? See, we're giving away this movie where, where they show him, and then they cut back, and then they show him in the same scene, but she's not there. They cut back to all the scenes, and he's. I will say this. Uh, 
I definitely need to see the movie again. Yeah, you missed that. I spent a lot of time on my phone. You did. Because I was setting up shit for the podcast. You, you might have missed it. That, okay, because I'm sitting here yeah. like, this beautiful black bitch ain't. And that explains why it was so, like, she was so open to this weirdo. Because it was fantasy. It was his fantasy. It was his. his oh, I really like the movie now. I really like the movie now. Uh, and I will say this, dude, and this this is probably my last note. Uh, I don't know if you have any more, but and we should probably move on because we got a lot of other meat to carry, meat to chew. Um, I will say this again for the first hour. Um, I was like, oh, I'm worried, but then by the way they tied it up, and I, and it's hard to see a Joker movie. It's hard to see anything Joker got them without a hint of Batman. I love the way he goes to Bruce Wayne's house when he's a kid. And there's that little bit of interaction. Of course, there's the story with Bruce Wayne's father and his Joker's adopted mom and all that shit. But then the way they showed at the ending, Bruce Wayne's parents get killed. You, I don't think you should give this one away. But fuck that. Don't give this gotten- yeah, yeah, but don't give the, you don't need to give it away to make your point on this one. But I just gave it away, though. No, because we know that he gets killed. The Bruce Wayne. Yeah. We know that. Okay, but... Ultimately, what I'm saying is, I thought they set it up. I, you just said, and Neri said, there's no, not yeah, no, be a they sequel. set it up perfectly for that. They so set it up for a sequel. They did, and that's why I'm saying that even if they said there wasn't going to be one, at the end of the day, receipts talk. Okay, this couldn't have been more of a lob waiting for the sequel to dunk, or, or. This is the point to me of what that means. And then this will be go into a bigger point, and then right. we can go into our next subject on this. Right. If you understand the perspective from the good guy or the bad guy, aren't we all intertwined a little bit? Because if you take Batman as the hero, right? because he's... And, and we know why Batman became Batman. Right. And we know what the reasons are that... He, the Joker is his, his nemesis, right? Now we know that Batman is wrong. And is Batman still a good guy? Why is he wrong? Because he believes, now I'm going to give it away. Guys, don't, he believes that the Joker killed his parents. Yeah, but the Joker still represents bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and his whole thing for, for, his, for his parents becoming Batman was the guy that killed him had yeah. a Joker mask on. Yeah, no, but, but they think they Batman believes it's the Joker that killed his. his I don't know yeah. about that, but I but, mean I know that. But but why? But and you said he represents bad. But those guys on the on the train were the bad guys. He did what Batman does, but he's the villain. Right. 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 It's the perspective. I don't know, but the bad guys on the train were fucking him up. That was self-defense. It was, that's what I'm saying. He got rid of the bad guys. That's what Batman does. He gets rid of the bad guys. Right. There's a whole other... Uh, but Batman ain't crazy. This nigga's crazy. There's a whole... Not, is he not crazy? If, he's, if, if his, if his uh, origin story is that Joker killed... His parents, he saw that, and then he became this this villain, the the, the well the superhero. But he's kind of a what, what is he? I forgot what they what they call him in the movie because he's actually Ooh. the villain, Batman. They actually because the city isn't trusting of right. Batman because he's 
you know, because he's a vigilante. That's vigilante, what, okay. So, but wasn't Joker a vigilante in the beginning? Technically, you're right, but there's a whole. The nigga's crazy. But there's a whole series where um, was was Bernard gets a, a vigilante. I'm not saying that he was a vigilante, and that really was self defense, or was it? Or was it? Mm. When you get when you get the whole story, when you get the whole story, sometimes you find out that the vigilante is really a criminal, and sometimes you might find out the criminals. Really, uh, self defense or a vigilante? I don't know. We this is this that's the part to me in the story right. that makes these because if you go back to uh, the Batman Returns, there's a whole thing where Batman is actually the bad guy and Joker's the good guy. Where where they they discuss this on the web where you go who's trying who who took out the bad guys which was the mafia guys right. So and Joker's against them and right. he's against the money and the greed right. That that was important to him, so you. I'm just saying that's the twist when you don't know everything. Right. You got it. And when I talk about on the podcast that I get a lot of shit for, is to trying to look above the situation right. and trying to see not how it is to walk in someone else's shoes, to look at all the shoes and see how it, how it moves, and try to understand why people do what they do. Are you being pedantic? I might be. I still haven't even looked at the word. No, I looked up the word. Let me yeah. end it with this. So let, let me end it with this. I really hope they make a sequel, even though they said they wasn't. The way they ended that movie, him on the car, the night, the moment, showing Bruce Wayne as a child in the alley, standing over his two dead parents. And obviously, they're going to get a new Batman. To see where the new Batman with Joaquin in it and that performance could go, man, I'm interested, man. I'm fucking interested. I'm interested, goddammit. I'm sure. It and, and, and they've done Batman so many times, you would think we would be bored by now. But this just goes to prove the mantle can still be carried. It's just in the execution. Yeah, this now this story open up it, it does, it opens up a few more doors. Yeah. Um But I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna do another one. We'll see. The box office receipts tell the truth. There's enough stories that they don't have to go back to this one, but I think they're gonna incorporate some of these uh new storylines into this. Uh, dude, there's so I, I, it, 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 we could discuss this for all, all the whole time. So What's, what else is on the plate? Uh, uh, this white bitch who uh, got ten years for shooting a nigga in his crib, right? Right. Now you know what you know what the black community was up in arms about, right? Yeah, the two mammies. Yeah, the two nigga mammies. I, I I have an answer for that because okay. I disagreed uh, with you. I disagreed I, with DL. Oh uh, shit! This is the part where we're gonna need to go on another vacation. Um. So this bitch got 10 years, and then I saw the clip where the bailiff, the black female bailiff, was stroking this bitch's well, head. Do you want to start from the beginning, though? Do you want to start how it started, though? I mean, I kind of know how it started, but, you know, go the, ahead. The, the brother right. asked to hug. Oh, right. The brother, too, asked to hug. So the, start, start with the brother, okay. and then go in the right order, because it makes a difference. Was it the brother, the bailiff, and then the judge, right? I think it was the brother, bailiff, and the judge. So the brother went to go hug her. And then the bailiff is stroking her hair, and the judge didn't want the the brother to go hug her at first. Right, the, 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 there was there was some emotional whatever. Right, and then uh, the could have judge been because it's a female judge though too. Some emotion. <laughs> okay, I just lost my whole audience, half Uh-oh. my audience. Um, and then the black judge hugged her. Um, go ahead, man. Your thoughts. Tell tell us why we bugging. No, well, you 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 called the mammies. 
The mammies, yeah. And slave mentality. Slave mentality, because again, there's this, you know. White woman. White woman that we feel all poor white woman. Uh, when she made a mistake, and now she's going to have to. I, no, she didn't make a mistake. That's Fuck but, all that, that. but that's what that's that. I'm giving the narrative. I'm, okay, you, the narrative. You, you, okay, you can okay, get okay. as mad as you want all to right, about right, it. But right, that's, not, the no, 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 but, um, that's the narrative. No, no, no. That's and there was the black lady who shot warning shots, who got 20 years, yep. and then this white woman actually kills a motherfucker, takes a life, and gets 10. Um, yeah, man. We and, and black people like you know what the fuck is these coons doing? Okay. This is my answer to it. Okay. And before I even say this, because I can hear everybody's getting their pencil sharpened and ready to send in their emails. Maybe take Andy plate off the stove and uh, just hold on to it. You Uh, might have to smack this nigga with the cast iron skillet. At the end of the day. Yes. Even if it's not about race, it's about race. Of course. Okay. So that being said, let me finish this. I've said here many times and I've said over and over People forget what teams they're on. They vote for politicians, and they think they're voting for a Democrat or a Republican. I'm saying, no, those are politicians. Those guys are on the same team. We're the people. Right, we're on a different part. team. I know that part. That was law enforcement. That was, that was the, the, the moral compass people, the people who judges, police, bailiffs. That was the people. So the black bailiff is on the side of the law because she's law. Police. Enforcement. Let me stop you. Justice. Right. Let, let me stop you right justice. there. Let me stop you right there. Yeah, I'm gonna keep saying justice let, for a couple I more know, times. But let me stop you right there because it's bullshit. That's why let I said it three times. Right there, there are such thing as coon cops, whether you in uniform or not, whether you're public service or whether you're not. Coons come in all occupations. Sheriff Clark. I'm gonna stop a, you in a second. A coon cop. I'm gonna stop you for a second. Okay. Then. If you are in a business that has a wall of silence. Yes. And there are there's definitely a line that you could draw of correlation between um that business and and uh, oppression or out and out killing of other people. Mm-hmm. And you take that job, you're and you, you, I don't want to say it the way you said it, but I'll, I'll say it the way you said it. If you're black and you take that job and you know that you can't change that. Now, I know some people are going to say you have more chance of changing it from inside than you do from outside. I'll go as far as to say you can change it. But you have to break that wall then. Okay. But if they're not breaking that wall and if they're rubbing hair right. and if they're hugging, yeah, what you said is correct. But... I'm saying there's another reason besides it wasn't just a poor white lady. That, when I said in the beginning of this, race is always a factor. So we can put that in there. We can add that to the, the equation. Right. But it was law enforcement. So you, you're, you're saying you believe that while race is a factor, of course, that wasn't the reason for the stroking of the hair. That wasn't the reason for the judge giving the hug. It was about a brother and sisterhood in terms of law enforcement and being a judge and cop shit. Yeah, I see that as, as a major part of it. But now with the judge, wait, before you go with the judge, the judge, and this is the other thing, and this is what ruins it for And me. tell me if I'm wrong. I heard that the judge was somehow backed by the police in terms of... No, uh, no, that's that was, that was DL, no fucking oh, with the judge. okay, okay, okay. The judge 
first of all, didn't want to let the 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 brother go over to. Uh, and when I said brother, I meant real brother, brother right. like by by lineage, by, by blood. Uh, didn't want him to go over. Mm-hmm. At first, there was like where there's a little back and forth, and she let him go over. And she she got off. And this is where social media and people's initial gut reaction. People shouldn't. There should be like uh, you should have something on your uh, on your keypad that if you're emotional, like if you're touching it and it could feel like your heartbeat and your heart rate's over a certain mm-hmm. amount, that you can't type until your heart rate comes back down. Right. Because everybody said, "Where's the hug for the mom? Where's the?" She went over. She hugged. That's where she left. She left her bench and she hugged the mom. The black judge did that. Yeah. You saw it. Yeah. She hugs the mom. She talks to the mom. Well, then it's a slap in the face to go hug her, too. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. Just give me the second here. Right. She left the mom, and she went to grab, grab a Bible to give to... Ooh, Lord! To the white woman. Ooh, Lord! The white ex-officer. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's when whatever words were said, and then she did embrace her. My girlfriend, who's the whitest girl that you've ever seen in your whole life, would you, would you agree almost with that? Yes. Uh, it has nothing to do with race to her. It had nothing to do with anything else but the law because she's an attorney. When she saw her, the judge, she watched it, and she watched the judge hug the the the, the, the ex-cop. Mm-hmm. She was like, what the fuck is going on? That was her first words. Like, that's not right. Right. That person is supposed to be impartial. She shouldn't have come down for anybody. I know it was an emotional moment, but it 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 hurts. Everyone. It hurts everyone because she 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 had a job to do, and she did her job. I, I thought she did her job correctly. Even even the point where Who, some who's everyone hurts every it hurts the judicial system. It hurts the people who who saw it and were affected by it. It hurts people. I think it hurts. I, I think it hurts the system. I guess I don't know if I want to say the system. I, I who, she who, who does it hurt the most? It hurts. It should. Hurt. Who does it hurt the most? Yeah. Well, I think in. Culturally, you just answer how you feel you need to answer it. I, it hurt me because it didn't. Let me rephrase that. It didn't hurt me. It made me distrust the system even more. Okay, but niggas have been distrusting the system, so that's I not, understand that. But that's what it hurts. It hurts the the. It, it hurts us the most. I, that's I, a bad I know that's what you look, want. yo. No, don't say it's what I want. No, no, it's I knew that's what you wanted me to say. I, well, I, well, I didn't. I didn't say that's what I wanted you to say. I said say how you feel. No, I, but I'm saying that if you were ever to have trust in the system, the system has to actually work. So okay, we had well, the system. The system, had- the, the system has always pretty much worked for y'all, not us. So to have a judge, a black judge, hug that white woman, to have the bailiff stroke that white woman's hair. To have the brother hug that white woman, it's a bad look for us. It's a bad look for you. It's a bad look for the system as well because – no, no. But let the me system just, don't no, fuck y'all the way it fuck us. I agree. But if you want to make strides, as me as a person wants to see things happen the right way for the right reasons, and now we get an actual guilty verdict, which – when this started, people were questioning whether or not she would ever be even found guilty. Right. That's how much the system fucks us. But, but here's, so then, here's so, the but, thing. But the system actually does what it's supposed to do. And then they blow it at the end by this emotional and outbreak. And who's affected most by that? Uh, okay. The black community would be affected most. Here's, here's the slaps. In, we got to avoid several slaps in the face. One, will she get convicted? Oh, she did. We avoided that one. How much time will she get? Ten years. 
Small slap, which we know she's only going to do half of that and be out in five. Another slap. Then the judge hugs her. Slap. The brother. Slap. The bailiff stroking the hair. Slap. That's six slaps. But what I what my point to that is, yes, I'll give you all that. And for a person like myself who wants to see the system work and then it actually at least seems to be going. Maybe you didn't get the amount of time that you feel is. <coughs> but it, it, she was convicted. She's going. To, and then we end it where you have to you have to look at the system again and go. Uh, now, I don't even trust this. And that doesn't hurt me as a person when I have to know that. I want to make strides to go the right way. Be happy with at least, niggas. That's the you problem. usually wouldn't get anything. And that's, that's but at least you got that. And that's where that that's that, that white woman will go to jail for ten years, be out in five, and that same nigga bailiff will be stroking her hair upon exit. And that's what hurts immediately. And it hurts. I think it hurts when I say it, everybody. I think it continues to sow the seeds of distrust. Between a black and here's and white another community. reason why it hurts. So when I say everybody, that's right. what I meant but by he, it. But here's why another reason why it hurts, because again, it allows white people who continue to know that they abuse us, go, we could, we could do whatever we want to do, and look, the niggas will hug us, they'll stroke our hair, they'll forgive us. Yeah, we can take advantage of these niggas. We are black people. We are the most forgiving race. On the fucking planet. And what we usually lean on first is the Bible. God and religion. Didn't we talk about that slave Bible a few, several months ago? I don't recall. We did. Okay. But I'm, I'm just saying I don't recall. Um, and now it's on everybody else's Yeah, we touched feet. a lot of shit first and don't get credit for it. All right. Um, we, don't have the, we, don't, we don't have the numbers yet. Yeah. So, you know... Um, It, 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 listen, man. Yay, bravo. There was a conviction. But the 10 years is bullshit. You know, uh, that family's brother is gone forever. Ever. There's no coming back from forever. This bitch will be out in five fucking years. Maybe with a book deal. She'll enjoy freedom. She'll enjoy all the things her, uh, that black family's uh, kinfolk will never get to enjoy again. So... um, I don't know if at least is enough. Can't say at least. No, fuck that. If we start setting for at least, we're going back to, you know, probably getting nothing, which always is around the corner. I didn't say it should be settled for. That's why I said it hurts everyone. But, but fuck at least. No, at least isn't. At least sounds like a settle. Well, at least. No, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. What I'm saying, though, and I will say this again, the judge up until that point, I respected what she was doing when she let that uh, the stand your ground law basically come into effect. Right. I felt that was one of the smartest moves that could have been made because if she didn't allow that in and they could argue that that should have been considered, mm-hmm. they could overturn the conviction. Right. And there was no way that with everything that had been set up to that point in the trial that stand your ground was going to hold up because she wasn't in her place. Whether she believes she was in her place or not, when you read the evidence, when you read the tweets, when you read everything, she that had nothing to do with Stand Your Ground. And luckily, she let it in there so that that couldn't get overturned. I thought that was smart. Well, well, do, let me ask you this. And this is almost fucking common sense, but fuck it. I don't want to assume for you. Do you believe she didn't 
know if that was her place. We said this on the podcast many, many months ago, and now it's also on everybody else's podcast. I said from the moment that she walked in, I didn't know about the red uh, doormat that's in front of the mm-hmm. door, but from the moment that she walked in, I don't know how a white woman's apartment I know what a white woman's apartment smells like. I know what a black dude's apartment smells like. Like what, nigga? Uh, different. Leroy Furious. Furious. <laughs> no, <laughs> smells the, like panties, fresh, new, used, and pussy juice everywhere. There's different different products that uh, that black black folks use that smell different when you walk into a house. I am dying for you to tell me what that smell is. If I. If, Cocoa butter, shea butter, olive oils that you guys use on your hair, different <laughs> all your skin, lotions and therapies so we don't get ashy. Uh, what else do you want from me? Do you want to say? And just, I, I just, hey, I'm man, just, I just want, you, want to know. I want you to tell me what Afrocentricity smells like. A girl, a girl's, a white girl's place especially going to smell like Victoria's Secrets, that spray shit that they spray. I'm not saying that she has that. I'm right. just, I'm being that now. I'm just being an right. asshole about it. But it, it, and and let's let's take let's take the race part out of it. A dude's house smells different than a female's house. Fuck the scent. Listen. No, but, but you walk in. She said it was dark. But here's the other thing, and let's just be real honest about this. This is, the fun, this is not funny, but it's funny. She went to the house. She thought she was at her house. Let's say she did think she was at her house. She walked past that red mat, and she still thought she was at her house. She's texting about trying to get some – she's texting a dude, right? Yeah. She's going to get some ass, right? Right. So what does that tell you where she's been getting that ass from before? That she could walk on the red mat. She's thinking about getting ass. And she still walks on that mat. Isn't she thinking she's going to go get some ass? She, that's in her head. All that is familiar to her. It okay. has to be familiar. Right. So, yeah, I, I think she should have known almost immediately when she walked in that place that that wasn't her place. But, but, she, but- had she been in there before? Because somehow it was comfortable to her. Well, well, she thought it was her place. No, no, no. no. Wait a minute. But but you're saying the moment she walked in, she should have known. It wasn't. Yeah. Based on what? Based on it's not your place. Based on the red mat that you stepped on. Okay, but let's just say she was in the middle of texting and her mind wasn't on the red mat. So you walk in. So you walk in. How do you know it's not your place? Furniture placement. Smells are different. Okay, I was just going to say this. When you've lived at your place long enough... You can walk in and pitch black and know every, every place, turn yeah. and corner, but just because you've memorized it by memory. But even you know how to you know how to find the light switch in pitch black based on yo. I know this wall is right here, and I know the moment I touch this wall, boom. But I don't even 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 when I keep going back to scent. Let's say you walked into the place and you know where your light switch is, and your light switch you don't get it, and you get. Uh, you kind of look for it, right? Let's say you just went to look for it. What kicks in, though? Your other senses kick in. When I walk in my house and Tara cooked something that I wasn't or made something, and it's a different smell, I smell that right away. Right. If someone comes over to my house and brings some food over and I walk in, I can smell that. All, all the way up until the next day, I know that's not my house when I can still smell whatever someone brought over. What was he doing when she got in there? Eating ice cream. Maybe she just... Was he watching TV, like sitting in the dark or something? That's what I, that's what I understand it was, because I, I didn't follow every day, day of the trial. <coughs> Apparently, watch, should have been sitting on his sofa eating ice cream. And he couldn't have been in the dark, so he was watching TV or something. I don't know. 
I don't know what he was doing, but apparently she really felt. But yeah, this whole story. Did, and this is where I don't know. Full did, of did, shit. Did, this is what I don't know. Did they have a relationship? People said that she had a relationship with the with nigga. Her. Yeah. Now, did I say it? If I just agreed with what you just said? No. Uh. <laughs> but if he was tearing the pussy up, she ain't going to go kill him. No, I don't think she went over there to kill him. She went over there to do what? I think she mistakenly walked in and then... Got wh- scared that the nigga was in there? Whatever, freaked out. Yeah, freaked out and did whatever she did. How I, convenient. Because, because you're not... Uh, and I could be completely wrong. Maybe she set this up from... Uh, days ago, but they said that the text messenger came in and the text messages are, she was texting before she walked in. You're not texting someone, hey man, uh, we're going to meet up here at three o'clock and then as you're walking in to go kill somebody. Unless you have a grand plan and they never found this grand plan. Ironic that you use grand, nigga. Grand plan for the grand clan. (laughs) Nigga, grand (laughs) wizards, nigga. Go ahead. So, I'm saying, in my belief of what I saw, one, um, and what I've read and what I've seen, in, in, uh, what the little bit of the trial that I did see, I think she went in there accidentally. I do think she went in there accidentally. I don't buy that for one second. But regardless of that, if I go with she went in there accidentally, she's a trained police officer. She should have been able to assess the situation. She should have been able to realize where she was, and she should have either said, excuse me, I'm sorry, and exit. But once she drew her weapon, she should be going to jail for a lot longer than 10 years. Now, with all those shoulders, that's why I don't buy it. You're a trained police officer. You should have known. You should have did this. All you should have sh- did that. Then it all smells like bullshit to me. All these officers are trained, and this is this is a bigger problem right now. And with all those officers that killed them niggas in the train, we could add shudder to all those. Uh, you should, and we should. They should be held accountable because they're trained to de-escalate a situation. And in all these killings, it's because the the police escalated the uh, the situations. Now there are a lot of cops, and I, I I gotta say it's a hard job. I get that, and there's a lot of cops that have been killed by white people, black people, by brown people, by all kinds of people. You as a as an officer, whether you're a black officer, a white officer, a brown officer, you have to be aware that there's people out there that are gonna do you harm. But you take that job, you go through the training, you know what you're doing. So when you're sitting uh, with a woman in a car, and she's frustrated because she got pulled over for not putting on a turn single. And you escalate the situation and you cause the fight to happen, you should be held accountable for that. Because you are a public servant. You're there to serve and protect. And that isn't any of those things that happen. And you you escalated a situation that caused someone their life in the end. And so you should be held accountable. There you go. Um, And, you know, it's funny. um, Let's just go back a little bit because when we're talking about spending time apart, uh, something that was always not too easy for me to do, but I do it more and more now for research purposes, uh, where I listen to old episodes of the podcast and it really is nice to see growth. And for this, we want to thank you fans, uh, because Andy and I, are happy to announce that we've officially signed with the, what would you call it? A podcast company Pod- platform, a podcast platform called anchor. Yeah. Where every now and then as we do the podcast, we will have to stop and read advertisements so that the kike and the nigga could make money. Uh, At least not lose money. 
uh, that would lose us money? No, at least not lose oh, money. Oh, not lose money. Yeah. Because um, we, we, we spend a little to, yeah, to we, come into your ears once yeah, a week. Yeah, yeah. We invest. We spend money to make money. Um, so, yeah, man, we're going to start reading some advertisements to get a little bit of coinage. Um, and we have you guys to thank for that. So fucking thank you. Um, and, and it's just nice to know that we started with nothing. We were like poor immigrants who couldn't speak English. And now we can go, great, this country ended well. Uh, as we put our first dollar in a frame when we get our first advertising coinage. Um, and I was listening back to some earlier episodes, dude. And I remember there was this one particular episode. I think it was episode five called Flying Solo, where you talked to Eleanor. What's her last name? Kerrigan. Kerrigan who was once a waitress slash server at the comedy store. Now she's a full-fledged comedian, and she opens up for Dice. She used to be Dice's fiance too. Yeah, she used to be Dice's fiance. And uh, you were interviewing her, and I was not with you, and somehow you guys got to talking about me. And I heard what was said, and I want to play this part on the podcast because I look back on it now, and it makes me cringe because I wish I could have done things a little bit different, but it showed me how somewhat of a arrogant slash prick I was in terms of making bad decisions. Uh, and I've grown then, and I wish I just would have curbed myself a little bit then. Let me see if I can find this. Store thing. It's connected to this uh, podcast in a little way where uh, this is mine and Aries, Aries Spears. Uh, oh, yeah, I podcast. love Aries Spears, by the do way. You have any, uh, do you have an Aries story? Okay. First off, uh, he's, he was very young when he started, and he always always kills on stage like he i'm not kidding from the time he walked in the store there's a few guys that are like memorable that way like their first kind of showcases and and some are awful like i told you about sebastian maniscalco being awful in the beginning aries was not like he was out of the box confident and big like larger than life on stage like a total performer and he was only 19, I think. I remember, yeah, he was underage because we'd have to, he'd go on stage and then he'd have to go right out. So he couldn't hang out unless he was in the kitchen. And then this one time, um, you know, he he got cocky quick because he was coming up. And I, I, I believe he had a TV show called South of Sunset. Uh, it was a, a cop show kind of thing. I, I, I don't know. But it aired during the, I'm going to go 93, Phillies fuck were they playing they were in the world series not dodgers um i can't think it'll come uh, yeah. to me so it was a big world series game and it got the worst ratings ever and it got canceled uh, worst ratings at that moment you know yeah, at that time because it could be, yeah barely it, but it would have been a great show and he was so good and it was uh it was maybe it was 90 I'm trying to think of what year it was but the show was called south of sunset and he was supposed to be the breakout star on that and uh, it, it got fucked because there was a giant sports event yeah. and it just happened to coincide airing. You know, maybe it was a, a mid... Uh, no, October would have been the thing. So yeah. that would have been a regular season show. And uh, <clears throat> it was the, supposed to be the big show. and it did, But it didn't stop him. He was still fucking coming in. He was still killing. doesn't matter. I mean, he's that young. You got the world. Yeah, you got it. And so there's... Um, <clears throat> I think he had a, a started arguing with different comics, you know, and he had this argument with Jackson Purdue once, but everybody argued with Jackson because he was a dick. Um, it could, I'll tell you a different fight after, but this was one where um, 
Aries had to follow a girl named Jenica Berger. She was also underage. She was 19 years old. And she, um, she was cocky, too. She was very confident. She still works. She's on Shameless. She works all the time. She had a million shows. If you look her up, you're like, oh, she stopped doing stand-up. But she wasn't nearly as good as Aries. Not even close. But she was, she was tolerable. She was good. She was likable, you know. <clears throat> and she went on. And then Aries went on after her. And just shit on her the whole time. <laughs> I don't know why he did it. I don't know what he did it. For. And she's just pacing in the back. And I've never seen her that angry. And I would always talk to her. Because like I said, they couldn't hang out in the showroom. They would come in the kitchen where they could hang out. So her and I would talk all the time. And she had all kinds of anger issues and crazy <laughs> shit. So she was pissed. She was like, I'm going to fucking kill him. And I'm like... Whoa. And I'm watching it. Aries is just like, you believe how bad she was? Like, or whatever it was you said. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm putting drinks down because it was pretty decently busy. And the minute he got off, she confronted him and she swung at him. She hit him. He fell down those OR steps. Like, he was like, whoa. Like, those five little steps right uh -huh. there. And he's like, what the fuck? And they just started. And then somebody broke it up. But for like a minute, I remember being at the top of the stairs going, I'm going to let this ride out and see how far it goes. <laughs> and then I think they both got banned. They both got banned from that, yeah. that day, that, that night? Yeah. I, I think and it could have been like 94. Again, I, everything runs to. I started in 93. Everything runs together for me. It sucks. It's so funny knowing Aries. She must have said something or did something, though, that make him, would make him go up and do that. Something. Yeah, because he... he, he I don't know. Again, I'm in and out of the room. Yeah. So maybe, maybe she but said, but even before he went up, she could, or before she went up, he, she could have said something to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, again, we're waiting tables. I'm not paying attention to that. All I know is a fight broke out and they had a, it was so funny. I, 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 and they I, both got banned and I was so mad because he was like the hot young comic comic that was going to kill yeah. it. And then right after that, Chris Tucker came in. Uh, to the store. Okay, gotcha. And that was the biggest overnight success I saw at the store. I got this, I'm t you know. Yeah. But he also, he had a fight with Carl LeBeau, which really? was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, so this fight. It sounds like a lot of bad things went on at the store. <laughs> well, there was a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of egos. There's too many egos and they're bouncing around. Well, you and... take the most insecure people in the world. Exactly. Give them the biggest egos and then give them a place to display it. Oh, yeah. There's some shit that's going to go down. And they just really... Wrote it out. Well, I mean, and then Mitzi kind of she pushed buttons, so it, it made it happen, right? Because this is what I understand for, about Mitzi. I never met her, so I'm going from what I've heard from other comics or whatever. Sure. So, but that was kind of her. She liked making yeah, that like, happen. Like, say if if those two didn't get banned, whatever happened, they got banned, and then I don't know if they were ever not invited back or just because usually you get banned. Like Eddie Griffin got banned every week. Dice got banned every other week. Like it was. She loved to ban people. She that was her thing. Eddie Griffin got banned for running the light hours every time. No, Eddie, uh, he, he got banned for. Uh, I don't know if it was running. It might have been running the light one or two times, but there was other times where there was fights. Him and Dice had a fight. That Paulie had a breakup, so that was interesting. Paulie's breaking up fights. Yeah, well, and then Dice had a fight with Paulie, and that got him. So that's so that's basically it. Uh, in a nutshell, um, God, like, dude, I really wish I had some, and this is the dangers of doing anything young, especially when you don't have somebody to pull your coattail because you don't know. And everything you're learning, you're learning for the first time on your own. 
and you're not equipped to handle it. You're not mentally equipped to handle it. You're not emotionally equipped to handle it. Sometimes you're not physically equipped. You're not ready. Um, and yeah, man, I, and especially in this business, this Hollywood shit, especially if you're successful and you're young, it's almost like nigga being thrown into the Autobahn and you've never driven a car. But you know you got to go fast. <laughs> nigga, it's it great. Just, it's just... Um, and there was a lot of things I wish I hadn't done. I remember I did a, an Entertainment Tonight interview, and I remember I was sitting at home one day sometime last year, and I was going through my old VHS tapes. Um, and I had it on VHS. And this was right when I did the show South of Sunset, and I looked in the camera, and I said, I think two, three years from now, I'm going to be the biggest box office draw on the planet. I wish I hadn't done that. Not because I wasn't supposed to believe it. Not because I wasn't supposed to feel that way. Just because it's it's not it, it, cocky is not humility is best. Be as humble as you can. No matter how much you believe it. No matter how much you think it. You feel it. You gotta be humble. Because if nothing else it feels like the universe and the way the cosmic stars work and life works. That's when life goes, well, let me show you something. You know, and I, I cringe when I see that. You know, uh, Eleanor was right. There's nothing wrong with having the confidence and the bravado, owning the stage, owning the moment. But for me to get up there and ridicule that girl was wrong. For me to get up there and do that because because again I just started comedy so I'm not understanding that yo this is a hard hustle we in the same game you're going you're going to pay your dues you're going to take your knocks out of respect for what you go through you say to your fellow comic hey man you you support you don't knock um that's why again it makes me mad because obviously now I know when I when I when I'm performing and there are dudes in the crowd who are audience members who keep yelling out, not because they're trying to be assholes, they want to be comics, but they don't know etiquette, they don't know the business. They think that being funny, trying to be funny with you at your show at the same time with no mic and yelling out, "Hey man, I'm funny too. I want to be a comic." Motherfucker, you disrespecting the game. You don't know etiquette. If you knew etiquette, you'd know that's not to do that. Before I. That's the scene in Batman. I mean, in Joker. Mm-hmm. Remember, in his fantasy, right? He yells out, "I love you!" Right. And then he goes back, and then he puts the camera on him, and then he brings him on stage. That's what the heckler thinks is going to happen when he comes to the show. Right. That you're going to go, "Oh man, that dude was so funny!" Right. Why don't you come up here and do a few jokes for everybody, and then we'll go off to Hollywood together and make a movie. Right. That's what they think. Yeah, and it's it's funny that you mentioned this. This this is not this is not on topic, but it's topic. Ivan just text me like that's Ivan just text me. So I and, he, and I'm thinking it's urgent. Yo, holla back! I'm reading the text. I go, "What's good, man? I'm doing a podcast. I'm at I'm at the crib with family. He's in Chicago right now, where he's from. Just want to let niggas speak to you. So hit me." Now listen, man. Andy, how long you been knowing me? 
Uh, I've been known, I known you for five years now, but I've right. been I'm, hanging out with you two and a half. Two and a half. Let's just say seven. I've been knowing this nigga since fifth grade. We've watched each other grow up without kids, and now we both have kids. You know in seven years, because you're in the business, and because you do this, what not to do. Nigga, why would you do that? You want to show pony me. You around your family, and you, my man, that's my man, and Aries, and that's my man, and my, which is fine. But you calling me like it's an emergency. In which case, if you was calling me to let me know, yo, my mom is in the hospital, nigga, I need, nigga, put, put the bat signal in the air, I'm on the roof, like, I'll meet you like Commissioner Gordon. You want to interrupt what I'm doing to talk to your family, nigga, just so you can prove you know me? Yeah. Etiquette. Dude, uh, etiquette. Don't show pony me. And, and, and okay, so that's off topic, but that fucking, I'm like, what is he doing? Um, but yeah, man, I, I just, I wish somebody would have pulled my coattail because I did everything by myself. I've learned as I go and I've certainly made my mistakes. And here's what really got me banned. And this, this is, again, this is, you know, when the, here's what Eleanor didn't say. When the shit went, went down, yeah, the bitch, it got physical. The bitch put her hands on me. And I got mad in retaliation and grabbed that bitch and slammed her up against the wall. I practically threw her across the, across the room. Man, you don't put your hand on that white woman. I put my hands on a white girl, nigga. Now, I know it ain't 1960, in which case I'd have really been in trouble. 1950, I'd have been hanging. But still, as a black man, unless you absolutely must, if the bitch is fucking punching you and it's self-defense or spitting on, but don't put your hands on a white girl. And that's what got me banned. Mitzi said... Mitzi didn't say shit. She ain't gonna say shit. The the niggas that work for her. And they ain't gonna say that's the reason. But that's the reason. So let me ask you this question though, because I, I want to ask you a couple questions though, real quick. Yeah. Because you said black man, hands on a white woman. Right. You think in two thousand nineteen, any man on a woman is a problem now? Or do you think It is, but again But, but do you think that amplifies it? Niggas carry weight. Something about nigger violence is different from white violence. We got extra danger in our violence. <laughs> our pigmentation comes with more evil, nigga. <laughs> Savage monkey gorillas, violent apes. Dude. Wild animals, some, some King Kong shit. So that, so who told you you were banned? I forget who, but I think the, I think the guy's name at the time was Scott, who was the manager. And he, he, was, he was like, brother, you... You gotta go. He didn't say come back later. I mean, eventually, I, 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 I could come back. Um, but I know I went there with you. Yeah. And but did you ever go back before then? I've been there before. before yeah, but I've never gone on. Yo, I'm a regular. Let me call. They give me the spots. I show up. I've gone on comics. Going. Yo, I'm doing a show. I want you on the show. Right. But you can call there. And- I've tried. And, and I don't think them not putting me on has anything to do with that. That was so fucking long yeah. ago. Hell, Mitzi's dead now. And all the power shift has changed. Uh, that might just be because, you know, they, don't, they may not just want to put me on. Um, but, you know, yeah. And, and, and it's crazy because, you know, I wish people could understand. I wish that there was a way I could describe it to you where you could feel it. Where it was like, a, like I recently, as a throwback Thursday, 
posted an Instagram of me on Def Jam when I was 16. You know, whole sh- kit and caboodle, Martin Lawrence. His brother is 16 years old. And one dude, hating ass nigga, said lame. The whole thing was corny and unfunny. And I, you know, again, this is where I should help myself, but I couldn't. I was like, nigga, I was making my debut on HBO's Def Comedy Jam when I was 16. The fuck was you doing? You know, and then he tried to critique my material. I said, I was 16, motherfucker, and I still killed it. But you you really, instead of supporting or showing admiration for a young lad, and like Martin said in the intro, this brother could be carrying a gun to school or killing somebody or in jail, but he's here to make you laugh. A young 16-year-old black boy with a vision and a dream doing it, and your critique is to call him lame? How dare you, you fucking cocksucker? Um, but, but, oh, I'm not to control, but, but, but so, so yeah, to be that... <laughs> To be that young and come into fame and money and pussy and all the things that will fuck anybody up. It's like drugs without being a drug. It ain't cocaine. It ain't PCP. It ain't heroin. It ain't going to hurt you. But if you don't handle it with responsibility, it will hurt you. Well, I've tried to say this to people that have, you know, because I do get, you know, we talked about in the beginning. People, you work with Aries Spears? I was working with Aries Spears. What, what they don't understand is you hit at 16 on that. Right. I don't know what that is. But you hit at 16, right? Right. Um, your mom's taking you to these shows. You don't have a comic crew that you're running around with. Right. You don't have other people that say, hey, don't do that because of this person or this person because of this or don't do because we all get that. Right. We We all... Like, as a comic coming up, I, I got people telling me different things mm-hmm. and things to avoid, things to stay away from, and things not to do. Or at least have someone out there who says, they go, hey, man, this dude fucked this up. Oh, man, that's not really how it happened. Right. This is how – you didn't have any of that. You came up without knowing any – without really knowing the business and as, at 16, and someone gave you star power at 16. And they and I don't know what they expect that you would be like, right? Uh, so it, it, it's funny. This is a weird business. I don't know how it works this way, but it's the way it works. And yeah, what was really unfortunate for me, and, and she kind of mentioned it, was not only was that show up against uh, the World the Series. World Series, we were also up against Home Improvement, the number one show on television, and the after that was Melrose Place, one of the most popular shows on TV. And on top of that, there was the California brush fires, which we have seasonally. Yeah. The fires were so bad, when the show aired, it aired everywhere else in the country but L.A., a major fucking market, because the news was covering the fires. So we were behind the eight ball times four. We had no fucking shot. Well, and do you want to, do you want to even talk about it, though? Do you want to talk about your co-host? I mean, your, co, your oh, co-star? Oh, Glenn Fry, the legendary Glenn Fry yeah. from the Eagles. Uh, who who, who was know, a great singer? Great singer, couldn't act worth a dime, and he 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 caught an attitude because halfway through the production, around we 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 we, we the, the network ordered thirteen episodes. We got about seven in by the time he got an acting coach. So when he felt his act, acting got better, he didn't want them to air the original episodes because he, he like, saw how bad he was. How bad he was, and we're like motherfucker, we shot him. There's nothing we could do, and we're not gonna do reshoots. It'll cost too much money. So he fucking ran it and raved and gave attitude and was a diva. And they said, man, the ratings between the fires, the, the, the playoffs, 
Home Improvement, Melrose Place. These ratings are so fucking horrible. And we got to deal with your ass? Bye-bye. And it just got canceled. And that was it. And welcome to Hollywood. Yeah! <laughs> Open your anus, nigga. We're sticking this in you. Uh, so that's why humility is important. Um, it ain't a hit until it's a hit. And even when it's a hit, it ain't a hit till it's a hit. Well, humility is important. And I'm going to say this, and then we can end this podcast if you want to. It's because it's better to have people rooting for you than against you. Right. And a little humility goes a long way with people. Absolutely. So... I don't know what that means to anybody listening, but just be humble, folks. You can still believe in yourself. You can still mentally feel it, emotionally feel it, physically feel it, but you know, s- smile. And if you feel it, there's no reason to have to shout it out to people because you already know. Yeah, it'll emanate. People, right. will, people will get it. People will get it. All right, kitties, we love you. Oh, please always email us, Spears 45 at Hotmail for all your questions concerns things you want to address and we about to get into some emails which you know is becoming part of the funnest part of the podcast for me i like reading these emails they're like call-ins without talking to actual callers which i wish we could really do that because then we could interact with motherfuckers and call niggas stupid to their face um you know patreon uh y'all know the shit man fucking fuck, why do i have to keep saying this youtube instagram aries spears all of that uh, we love you. Uh, I'm glad Annie and I are back. The boys are back in town. Hey, Jack. Yeah, I'm in Romans. Yeah, they probably wouldn't let you tight white ass in. It's my wife, man. Spit, you talking to my wife's here? Like a pussy make you brave, man. <laughs> it's coming back. Eddie Murphy's coming back. Yeah, man. Netflix. Uh, coming to America, too. I haven't seen this Dolomite shit. I, I just saw a preview for it the other day, but it was quick. Yeah. Um, I'm Andy, St- Andy, <coughs> Andy Steinberg, andycomedy.com. Uh, all my social media is in the upper right-hand corner. Listen, we're going to have some new things coming out because of this uh, pairing with Anchor. So um, be aware. Uh, there shouldn't be any changes, but you you know, just there's some other things coming up. You'll, see, you'll, you'll hear about them. Now, Jack, let me ask you a question. We both know I'm going to go straight from now on. But if I did decide to become a thief, what makes you think you can catch me? Can I have my lighter back, Reggie? <laughs> uh, I think that's Uncle Lou. Uncle Lou. Ah! Oh! <laughs> yeah. We're out. Can you feel it, baby?